and welcome to Wherever You May Be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking all things Chelsea. My name is Olivia Bazaglo, and joining me today is Charlie and Krish. Um, we're going to get straight to it. Unfortunately, we have to talk about this European Super League. Charlie, I know how I feel about it, and I think Twitter, I've never seen Twitter explode so much as it did um, uh, last night when, when the news came out. What are your thoughts on it, and do you think this is going to go ahead? Um, my thoughts on it, you know, it's, this is the biggest football news for, for decades. Um, my thoughts on it, it's an absolute disgrace. I'm embarrassed and angry that Chelsea are part of it. Uh, it's to be expected, of of course, you know, um, that, that if these other clubs are involved, then, then Chelsea will be as well. But I'm, I'm really, I'm really embarrassed to be a supporter of one of the clubs that's involved. I certainly won't be giving any more money to the Roman Abramovich hierarchy at Stamford Bridge if this goes ahead. And probably if it doesn't, um, I certainly won't be going back to Stamford Bridge if this goes ahead. Um, mm. that's, been a, that's been a resentment building up in me for, for a while. Uh, I, yeah. And it's a shame, you know, because Saturday, right, uh, I've been so angry with the way the club has been run and Saturday was like one of the first times, I mean, the under, you know, since Lampard had been sacked and obviously there's other things to do with football as well that, you know, kind of annoy me. Um, <laughs> but but when, when you know, the goal that we scored went in, I went absolutely berserk and I was so happy that we won Saturday and I was kind of, you know, it was, it was the best I felt about football mm. for a long time. And then obviously this is just the ultimate sucker punch. There's so much wrong with it that I can't, begin to, to talk about it i the fact that it ceases to be sport right because you can't get relegated from this thing or all, all these mm. these 12 clubs plus another three can't you know it, it's complete it's not dependent on on pitch success everyone's calling it the european super league it's not the european super league it's called the super league i've got no doubt in my mind that some like a lot of these games won't be played in europe they're no. not, you know, this is this doesn't mean that Barcelona and Real Madrid and Juventus or whatever are going to be coming to Stamford Bridge all the time. Absolutely not. Like these games are going to be played in New York. They'll be played yeah. in Dubai. They'll be global. played wherever. Yeah, it's a global thing. Uh, you know, you, you you'll get you'll get clubs not in Europe starting to be in it. That's why it's called the Super League. Um, and it's it it's it'll be an extension. But like the 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 idea germinated from the friendlies in America, the international. Uh, Champions Cup or whatever you know, whatever mm. they're calling it this year, yeah. it's American influence um, that's the driving force behind this. And what you end up with is a load of completely meaningless matches. Um, mm. You can't. There's no promotional relegation from it, and it's um, money grabbing of the worst kind. And I, I, I genuinely hope, like the rest of Chelsea season, doesn't matter to me whatsoever at all. Mm. I think Chelsea should be dot points. I think if mm. I think honestly, I think if it takes if it takes them to relegate these six clubs, that's what they should do. Um, yeah. I feel that strongly about it. I am in such a state of like, I'm so done with the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and like I don't want to. I don't even want to talk about the FA Cup semi-finals today because it, it's it's paled into such insignificance. Like, put, put, put it this way, we've got a Champions League semi-final against Real Madrid coming up. I don't think we should be in the competition anymore. It means nothing, really, doesn't it? It, it's mean, weird. it means absolutely nothing. The, the race for the top nothing. four. The race for the top four means nothing. Yeah, what, yeah what why, why should Liverpool try and win tonight? 
Yeah. When 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 they, yeah. they don't want to be in the competition. The but timing it, it means... is bizarre, isn't it? Like, they, yeah. You feel like they could have waited till the summer or, or something. Like it's just so brazen, just... isn't it? Um, it? What are your yeah, Chris? What are your thoughts belief. on it? Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel similarly. I think the problem with football in the modern era um, is that there's this sort of veil of uh, of everything still being for the fans' benefit, especially this year, this season. Um, every club has been kind of um, pushing this this narrative of the need to kind of come together and uh, do it for the fans, keep football going for the fans, and that, that everything is, is for the supporters' benefit. But, I mean... To do to do this in this season and be so brazen about how it is almost purely for for financial benefit, um, I think Joan Laporta, the, the the newly elected Barcelona president, has has come out and already said in a radio interview yesterday that it is just about money. This this thing, mm. and obviously he's one of the the major players behind it. But if you just look at the names who are the major players behind it, it just tells you everything. This has nothing to do with the managers or the players. This mm. is purely coming from the top down, which is what football should never be about. But if we're being honest, it's what it's always been moving towards in the last um, sort of 20, 30 years um, with these with these massive owners. And Chelsea are one of the clubs that, that has one of these massive owners and we can't get away from the fact that... Um, that Roman Abramovich has has bankrolled um, our success in the past twenty mm. years. So I, th- I think what you can't get away from. So I kind of met the news with a certain degree of apathy because I think this is what football is in the modern era. Like um, I completely agree with every point Charlie is making, but the fundamental thing is that um, that football has just become like a capitalist juggernaut and that is what it is and there's no stopping it now unfortunately um and this kind of thing is just going to keep happening um it's been sort of threatened over the over the last few years by these clubs because they're against the the champions league changes but i think what has fundamentally happened as charlie said with that american influence these clubs have seen a gap in the market seen a way that they can make billions and billions mm. of dollars or pounds and they've pounced on it and I'm as uh, as much as I completely disagree with it all I'm not particularly shocked by it um mm. uh but yeah I mean I, uh, the biggest shame is that yeah I I, I absolutely love the Champions League I think most mm. Chelsea supporters of our generation will um having having grown up watching so many amazing nights and having so many amazing nights and year after year of competing at that level. Um, Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, the timing of the announcement is bizarre. The the ambiguity of when it will actually happen. I think they said, in their statement, it said it will start whenever is practical, which could mean, I don't know, does that mean this summer? Like why, why, yeah, exactly. Why are we bothering with the Champions League? Why are we bothering fighting for the um for the top four if if mm. it's if it's not even going to be of any significance come the end of the season um i'm hoping that it won't happen that they are still just sort of throwing their toys out of the pram and they've created this website and drawn up these ridiculously naff um graphics uh just as a kind of big threat but um i've seen some stuff saying it's it's uh 
this is now a step beyond and there's no going back. So we'll see what happens. The fact that clubs have now put their names to it and put statements out on their website. Exactly. I mean, that, that is yeah, something yeah. we've never seen. It's ridiculous as well. Like if you look at the Chelsea statement, I mean, it's obviously true for the other clubs, but the, uh, obviously speaking about Chelsea, the Chelsea statement has a quote from Joel Glazer, the Man United chairman, and no quotes from anyone at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a scene. I'm a big NBA fan, right? And obviously we're talking about the American influence and, and the, you know, reading a little bit around this. They're very jealous of the kind of figures and the, and the um, you know, revenue and the attention which leagues like the NBA and the NFL um, generate. And obviously those are closed leagues. And they're trying to replicate that across European football. But the key thing they're missing is that those leagues are much, they're, they're actually much more egalitarian in football in, in, in a lot of ways because you've got the draft system, yeah. which obviously guarantees, you know, uh, by and large, say for sort of quite complicated lottery systems, guarantees the worst teams the best pick of the next players, mm. um, which which clearly, you know, cannot happen in football. Um, yeah, and you've got, you've got a much more fluid um, history of teams. You don't have, you know, but barring very odd occasions. I mean, the, 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 two, the two best teams in the 80s, right, were, were Boston Celtics and LA Lakers. They've, they've both had, since then, ridiculous, you know, few periods of, of barely scraping off the bottom of the league. That doesn't happen in football. You, you get a, you know, Golden State, uh, the Golden State Warriors had, you know, an unprecedented reign over basketball. They had their worst season in history last season and they're sort of scrapping around the playoffs this season. You have a much more sort of up and down effect in those leagues and that's what makes those compelling. What makes football compelling is is that other system. But they're, but they're trying to force this sort of framework on it and it's it will never work. I mean, in basketball, you, you, you're, you're guaranteed a lot of games with the best sides against each other come the playoffs. But they're... And, these American owners and, and the Russian owners and, and whatever, they're, they're upset that you don't get those guarantees in football. Mm. I think, Chris, also, was it ironic that this whole thing was announced? I know it came out late last night, but also just after uh, Arsenal had, had equalised against Fulham uh, in, the, in the 97th minute to nick a draw at home against a team that looked like they're going to go down, um, a team that they haven't won a league title for nearly 20 years. Tottenham haven't won a league title since... I can't even remember. And, and these teams, you know, even those t- big teams in, in Italy, like AC Milan, Inter Milan, when was the last time they were in the Champions League or competing at the highest level? You know, it's teams that are calling it a European Super League. They're, obviously, we know it's money orientated because what else is it going to be? But these teams aren't necessarily the European. They're not the, they're not the elite anymore, are they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of the, the biggest ironies here is that they're not especially... <laughs> Arsenal and Tottenham, which I mean, obviously, is is funny from our perspective, but you can't be surprised that they absolutely jumped at the opportunity to be part of this mm. guaranteeing. I mean, the, the no relegation thing is just absolutely incredible. It's just a meritocracy, and 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 I mean that that is one of the most disgraceful aspects. If if they were had created something that would just directly um, compete with the Champions League and include the same amount of teams, you'd, it would maybe make a bit more sense. But this mm. is literally just um, a, a cash cow for these for these twelve teams. Um, Tottenham are absolutely nowhere near the Champions League. Neither are Arsenal. Um, both in a really sorry state at the moment. And 
um, in a, if anything, it almost makes it more understandable that they were so willing to sign up to this. Um, as Charlie said at the start, I think uh, with in Chelsea's case, I think I've seen um, because they've seen so many other teams signing up, they felt they couldn't not sign up mm, yeah. um, because of. But again, it all just comes down to to financial benefits. Um, so they, yeah, they they couldn't not be a part of it and. That's how. That's what they made the decision on the basis of. I, th- I think, as Charlie said, it's quite telling that they didn't include their own statement. Maybe that that gives you an insight into what the actual feeling is behind the scenes. I don't know. Or I'd like to think that, but yeah, it's Tottenham, a bit of a... Tottenham have been the butt of the joke for English football for forty years, and now yeah. they're supposed to be a European superpower. Like mm-hmm. they were one. Oh, sorry, I was one last time they won the FA Cup. They've won two League Cups in the interim. They haven't won their domestic league for 60 years. Mm. To say that they are the European elite is absolutely preposterous. Mm. And it, I mean, it, it makes a mockery of the whole thing. To, to, because they're, they're going through a relatively successful period in their history and suddenly they're esconded forever as the European elite. You know, If this had happened at any point between 1972 and 1997, Chelsea would be nowhere near it. So... Like, why is it happening now? You know, what, what, what gives what gives Chelsea or any other club the God-given right to be in it now? Um, yeah. You know, for, for long periods of Chelsea's history, we weren't in the top six clubs of the country. Um, mm. Just because Tottenham are Tottenham Arsenal, whoever you want to mention, are at this stage. Bear in mind, we're not talking about the last 15 years. We're talking about the last 100 and the next 100. Just because they are at this stage, to give them some sort of immunity from, from ever you know, falling down again or, or whatever, mm. you know, but I mean, like you don't want to sound like you're sort of digging out Tottenham for banter points or whatever, but particularly in Tottenham's case, like it's, it's, it's ludicrous. Like they, they, they famously don't win anything. Like famously. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to have them in this, I mean, the, the other thing is a lot of these clubs that are in this, they've been used to winning a lot, like winning matches. Mm. I was going to say, they, they're they going to get, be getting thumped like Arsenal in, <laughs> the current, in their current state. Arsenal are going to be rock bottom of that year on year on year. Yeah. Like, what are they How, thinking? Like, exactly, exactly. How attractive is it for these teams to be losing every week? Yeah, like I, you I know, can only assume, ch- yeah, that they'll. they'll but, and uh, what I've seen is that players aren't keen on it either. So it's not as if it's going to give you necessarily give you any pull in the transfer window. If anything, well, Chris, it could be a deterrent. Like, Chris, I was just about, just going to say. UEFA and FIFA, and, and and I know I know the the Super League are going to try and stop this, but you know UEFA and FIFA have potentially come out and said you these players cannot represent their countries in any FIFA or Euro, or or um, UEFA tournaments. That means none of these players can go and represent um represent um their clubs at a World Cup, which is almost like the peak. This is why you play football to represent your country at the highest level. And you know Germany, Dortmund, and Bayern Munich have come out and said no. Well, that's the 2022 World Cup sorted, isn't it? Because Germany are going to win that because they're going to. <laughs> the only team that are going to allow to have players in it but you know what i mean it, as a player you want to play you that is the main not main goal but one of the main goals is to Absolutely, represent your yeah. country at the highest level and if these players can't do that then surely they're going to have to have a say surely yeah yeah it, it, ironically it might unknowingly make it more egalitarian as as charlie was saying about the us system I, you can fully see players jumping ship and moving to the kind of relatively smaller clubs if yeah. if their club Leicester, if West their Ham. club is in that and they're banned from yeah. playing and everything else why on earth 
Why would they? Yeah. To carry on, and uh, I don't see the players feeling any different to the general public on this from what I've seen lot, so far. A lot a few of players have started have come coming out. out to say yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, listen, I mean, it, it's it's dangerous for the players. I mean, they, they, you know, they don't know what the future is going to look like, and if it if it so happens that the place where all the best players in the world are going to be is in this Super League, then it, it's certainly it's certainly not in Mason Mount's interest, for example, to, mm. to come out against this. Um, and I, uh, I wouldn't blame him for not doing so. I wouldn't blame any player for not doing so. Um, I, I, I think kicking them out of of yeah. the Euros or whatever is uh, unfortunately because I, I feel terrible for the players. But and any anything that makes this not happen or anything that shows these clubs, these this very small percentage of clubs, anything that shows them that the football the footballing public won't tolerate this is worth it. Whether that's banning them from the Premier League, deducting points, whether it's banning the players from the Euro, so there's some sort of revolt yeah. there. It has to be done. Yeah. And it's listen, we could talk about this all day and all night, but listen, we're trying to get on to better news because Chelsea made it to our fourth FA Cup final in five years. We ended Manchester City's quadruple dreams. Krish, how how did you feel, you know, beating a team like Manchester City? I know they made eight changes, but they still had Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, Diaz, Laporte, all these Fernandinho, who, by the way, Mason Mount made look average. Um, how good does it feel to be in an FA Cup final again? Uh, yeah, really good. I think um, it shows we're, we're on the right path. And I think that that is a massive step towards a piece of silverware in 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 any competition i think any piece of silverware as usual for chelsea would have been a, a good thing um and we, we always seem to be there thereabouts and obviously last season came came very close but um this season it feels like we should or at least very much could win something uh and most likely the FA Cup. obviously we're, we're now favorites for that final although oh. less will be a really tough game but in the current form you'd expect us maybe to to win that so yeah um i think um, it feels strange talking about now, but as, as we just said, um, in the past uh, 20, 25 years, um, Chelsea have been built on on annual success and, and annual silver and always being there or thereabouts. And uh, unfortunately, it's, it's a catch-22 because that, that is why we're in the position that we are considered one of those 12 elite clubs now. Mm. But um yeah, I mean, uh, the FA Cup will always be important and it's important to to have that domestic success and, and we are one match away from, from that again this season. Yeah. It's, it's so annoying, isn't it? It feels like this Euro European Super League is sort of taken away from the fact that, you know, we, we, we did beat Man City in an FA Cup semi-final. Charlie, we actually dominated. We, we were much the better side on the night. We had the better chances. We limited Man City's chances. It was just overall a really impressive performance, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we were excellent. We were excellent, and um, a few a few yards here or there, and we would have won three 0 You know, we, we there mm. were a couple of slight offsides. We we carved them open quite a few times, which teams tend not to do to Man City. Mm. Um, and yeah, we were very impressive. As, as as I said at the top of the show, it was it was kind of my favourite performance under Tuchel. Um, mm. it, it was one of those where I, I went in and I kind of. Seeing some of the frailties we saw against West Brom, I know, I know, like that was a couple of weeks ago now, but I did feel like Man City are better than any side we've played since. They had a shocker yeah. on the day. Um, it kind of, but to, to put such a performance in and you know, um, obviously win and go through was was I think the best moment of Tuchel's reign so far. And yeah. 
it, you know, I, I was just praying towards the end that we wouldn't regret Zayac's miss, you know, when it came through. Yeah. About, about five minutes after the goal, uh, mm-hmm. he, he missed a really good chance and City then, because because they were losing, um, piled the pressure yeah. on, there were a few headers in the box. Um, it's funny, I was, I was talking to a neutral afterwards, he was like, oh, City wouldn't have scored in like a million years. I think it's because you're so emotionally invested, like I had them scoring mm. every time across the halfway line. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, we 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 were we were excellent. We managed in a similar way to the Porto game. We just managed mm. the whole game superbly. Just cut off yeah. it just over the gas, and um, you know took our chances when it mattered uh, for the most part, and um, mm. thoroughly, thoroughly deserved to go through. Yeah, as you say, it's just such a shame that like it, you know, it, and it it really does pale into insignificance, unfortunately, yeah. because we you know we're we're talking about the future of the football system and the future of the club so it's you know winning you know FA Cup semi-finals or three points of the weekend it really doesn't matter yeah awesome. I know it's, it's it's frustrating but listen it was it was a great performance and, and it is I'm so happy because like you said Charlie for me it was Thomas Ducal's biggest test it was the best team he will have faced and then he passed it with flying colours again um Chris who did you think was was starred in that game because I, I mentioned Mason Mount and for me I know Hakim Ziyech played well. I thought Timo Werner played well. Who stood out for you? Um, all of those, but also I think Jorginho actually deserves um, a bit of credit, unusually, for, uh, <laughs> but for a very uh, accomplished display as a, actually as more of a defensive midfielder. I think um, Tuchel has actually gotten playing very well in that role. I think that's been his issue pretty much since he moved to Chelsea is that in a in a Premier League team and in the Premier League there's not that much space for a player of his of his style just a, a sort of a, a deep line playmaker I think generally they just kind of get shut down too quickly to actually be creative and I think that's that's the issue he was having in his in his first couple of seasons but um oh first three seasons blimey he's been there a while now but um <laughs> yeah yesterday um as an actual dm i thought he was really accomplished and mm. looked looked the part and he can deal with the physicality of it which was impressive but um yeah as charlie said i think i think we actually played them at quite a good time i think because obviously they I, I was feeling confident before and obviously they lost to, at home to leeds last week and the fact that they kind of conceded to dortmund who aren't um and only kind of edged through that tie with yeah. two narrow victories i think Tuchel had obviously we just know how well Tuchel prepares for these games and I think he he must have just been very meticulous in his preparation seen seen those frailties and and pounced them um and it worked a treat playing playing Werner again bringing him back in yeah. and using his pace in behind but I've no idea what the goalkeeper was doing for the goal unless <laughs> yeah he didn't know whether to come or go did he <laughs> no, he'd come way too far though I don't know what yeah. he was thinking but yeah yeah, no, it was, it, I mean, I thought, yeah, every one of those players was brilliant out there. Charlie, Leicester in the final. Um, on their day, brilliant team. We have we have suffered at the hands of Leicester plenty of times, most recently under Frank Lampard. But Chelsea are an entirely different prospect uh, under Thomas Tuchel, aren't they? And and as much as Liverpool, um, Leicester would be a tough game in an FA Cup final, like Chris said earlier, you'd pro- probably expect Chelsea to go and get the job done at Wembley, wouldn't you? Yeah, massively, massively. Look, it's... Um... They are a good side. They're above us in the league. It's worth mentioning, of course. Um, but player for player and current form, they've obviously wobbled quite a bit in recent weeks. Um, player for player, we're, we're better than them. Um, mm. We're a better side. We'll go into the tight. We'll go into the final as favourites. And yeah, and I mean, look, if, if we play to something approaching our best, we'll, we'll win the game. 
um, we, we, which we, which is great. I mean, I, I think most people felt like this, the our semi final was sort of the final, mm. um, and we put a final like performance in. Um, clearly, we'll need to do the same against Leicester. We do have you know the pace and the creativity mm. and all the rest of it to cause us problems. It's kind of the same. You know, it's it's the sort of team that can catch us out if we're if we're on a bad day. But we're having very few bad days under Thomas Tuchel, and um, yeah, like, you know, it's it's not arrogant to say that it'd be a huge shock if Chelsea don't win this cup now. Yeah, um, and we've of course got a Premier League game um, on Tuesday against Brighton. Um, a win, talking of Leicester, would actually put us above them. They would have a game in hand, of course. But Chris, it's be, it'd be perfect to put the pressure on Leicester. You know, we've seen them wobble before. They did it last season. They've had a little wobble this season. But to go third would be massive, wouldn't it? We've got to ta- we've got to take advantage of this. Yeah, exactly. I think we're also taking advantage of that um, that West Ham result at the weekend, which is obviously very mm-hmm. unexpected. Um, Leicester, they play West Brom on on Thursday, I think. So you will you would expect them to come through that, but they'll have a bit of fatigue. They weren't excellent um, yeah. yesterday. It wasn't it wasn't a brilliant tie. They they sort of laboured to that. Um, so you, hopefully there'll be some tiredness in the legs. And yeah, uh, we just have to capitalise on the fact West Ham didn't win. I think that's that's maybe more important for us at this stage. Just get back into the top four outright with no one having games in hand on us. Uh, but oh, actually. I know Liverpool do, I think, but maybe no. on the difference will still if, be all right. Yeah, yeah. So Liverpool, even. yeah, at the moment we're two points ahead of Liverpool um, with three a three better goal difference than them, and we've both played the same games, so yeah, we've still got yeah. that. But yeah, listen, it's been an interesting one, guys. I've really enjoyed listening to you two. Um, that's all we've got time for. Thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did because um, that's a really good pod today. If you could drop us a review, it'd be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already. And if you've enjoyed what you heard, and we'll see you all next week when we play our huge first leg of a Champions League semi-final against Real Madrid. We'll see you all next time on wherever you may be. 